0: You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So
1: dive deep with us, get inspired, and start living your life on purpose.
0: Hello, and welcome back to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast with your host Dana and Shayna. Today is a solo episode where we wanted to dive into the topic the difference between ease and easy. Because as you all know, human design is really here to help you navigate life to where you come into personal alignment. And one of the main themes that you experience when you're in personal alignment is ease. So a lot of questions we get from people are around following their strategy and authority, and they still bump into something unexpected, or they still have some type of conflict that arises in their life. and. People can feel confused, like, how do I really know if I'm in alignment and I'm living in a space of ease and still I experience these challenges or things that arise, or am I off course or out of alignment in some way? So we wanted to really dive into this topic and discuss the difference between the frequency of ease and things always being easy in your life. And today, as I was walking this morning, walking my dog out in the forest, I found this blue feather. And I was tempted mm. to text you, Shana, and be like, never mind, cancel the episode. Let's do an episode instead all about birds. Because I really wonder <laughs> if we've given enough attention and time to birds on this podcast.
1: You know me, I'm obsessed <laughs> with birds. And I always get in trouble for talking about birds because it's a, like a little too much. Um or too frequent, but that's hilarious because I could do a whole like (laughs) podcast dedicated to birds and not in like an enlightened way or like, no, actually in an enlightened way, but not in a scientific (laughs) or like
0: accurate um, bird watching fanatic way. That's so funny. I love that blue feather. Yeah. It was significant to me because like I have this feeling of different feathers being different colors and that being sort of like a different message from spirit and blue feathers to me remind me of my voice and like opening up my throat chakra and speaking my truth. And as I found it, I was thinking about my brother who passed away because it was his birthday this week. And I was thinking about how one of the things I loved about him the most is that he felt so free and expressing his laughter and his insights and like really was someone that in my life that taught me what it looked like to like not give a fuck what what people think about what you say, but to really like come from truth and like humor and all those things. As I was thinking that I found this blue feather and I was like, wow, such a message from spirit. Oh, wow. That's powerful and
1: beautiful. And I never met Eli, but I've always felt that energy from you when you talk about him and share about him. And that's just like a special little omen to come across on your path. I never come across bird feathers in general, even though I have like 5,000 different types of birds living (laughs) at my house. You really do. On my property. There's so many. And even last night, was it last night? There was a ton of baby birds that like probably like 10 baby birds. They seem like they're all siblings because they're like, they huddle together on this wire, like uh, towards the end of our property. And they seem like they were just born and all learned how to fly. And they were genuine siblings like picking on each other and like grabbing what the other one had and huddled together and they were so cute like literally an inch big each probably and anyways and so I always feel really proud when we have new births at our <laughs> <laughs> in our yard but like that's a lot of birds I don't know
0: how many eggs a bird can lay I think it depends in on the one. bird. Yeah, because there was like 10. Your backyard is a bird sanctuary. Like there's even colorful birds back there. I saw a like bright yellow bird taking a bath in your Buddha fountain once. And I was like, are we yeah. in Costa Rica or are we in California right now? Because it was so beautiful. <laughs> with birds in general, I was just thinking about like, why are we so obsessed with birds? Is it a projector thing? Or is it like everyone can really be obsessed with birds? And- I think anyone can be obsessed with birds. <laughs> I think you're right. Okay, so anyways, back to the topic of this conversation ease versus easy when i think of easy i really think immediately of of being comfortable right of something being like always simple like anytime you go into it you're never met with challenges you're never really needing to grow and when i think of easy that really is that you know interchangeable with that word comfortable when i think of the word ease i actually think more of great depth and kind of like facing fears, but doing it with this sense of ease and inner confidence and like a sense of knowing. Um, so this word ease to me, when I think about it in my body, it has this more expansive and like willing to evolve kind of energy connected to it. Whereas easy, I really think of as like this flat line, like a lack of depth, a lack of of growth. So I'm just curious to think like, what do you feel with the difference between those two where it's like the frequency in your body?
1: Yeah, that's so interesting. I've never thought of that before, but it does feel like a flat line with easy. It's like, oh, that's easy. Mm-hmm. It's not challenging. It's not hard. It's like comfortable, easy peasy, right? There's no growth there. And ease feels like, yeah, moving. It feels like confidence. Okay, I know that Whatever happens, I will be guided with the next best thing by myself. Like I will guide myself with following my own alignment and feeling my own truth and knowing that wherever I am, I have my own back and I have my, you know, the ability, the capability of hearing my truth and letting that guide me. So it feels like ease of releasing pressure to. And fear, releasing mm-hmm. fear, having more growth in that way. So yeah, it's, it's, it's such a, like, I think that we expect easy
0: mm-hmm. when
1: we are using our strategy and authority or when we come to, you know, a new level of growth. We're like, okay, everything should be easy from here on out.
0: And that's not the case. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, when we're thinking about ease and living in alignment, like in human design, there's often this phrase of, are you swimming upstream against the current of the river or are you allowing the river to carry you and you're floating downstream on this course? But I think that maybe like a better analogy would be think about kayaking upstream um, and like that being really (laughs) difficult. And when you're going downstream, like you're still paddling, there's still effort. You're still the person who is you know, swimming or paddling or putting in that intention and effort, but it is like every step that you take, you are carried because you are on course. So like this concept of, of there being no effort or no intention at all, when you're doing something that's in alignment is obviously a concept that I think can be really discouraging because when you do meet a point where you are really putting in effort, really facing a challenge, you can kind of question your path and question yourself. And that expectation of it always being easy can actually be detrimental in that way. Because a huge question that we get from people is like, okay, I'm, I've followed my strategy and authority. I'm you know creating this new thing. And I've come across this huge challenge that has just stopped me in my tracks and really made me feel like, am I on the wrong path? That's a question that we get often. And the big thing is knowing that we are here to learn lessons. We are here to grow and evolve. And our strategy and authority is here to put us on the highest path with the highest lessons. So meeting those lessons head on is still so important, but just feeling like, are these the aligned lessons that I am meant to learn? Or are these lessons like just feel completely off? Like they feel completely off my path and being able to kind of like feel that and have that internal compass when you come across those moments is so important.
1: Yeah. And I think when we talk about highest lessons, it's like, okay, what does that mean? And I really see that as, you know, the lessons that you're here to learn that propel you forward along your path, propel you forward into your purpose or into a deeper understanding of self and of your relationships to others, of your purpose. And, you know, there's also these other lessons when you're off track that it's like, you're just struggling because you are Moving through life in the dark, right? Without seeing where you are and having understanding and awareness of where you are and who you are. So you're just experiencing resistance and struggle, not for no reason, but kind of. Yeah. Because when you are listening to your truth and you're listening to your body, you're then on this this path that you're guiding yourself on where when a challenge comes up, you get so much out of it versus that kind of very conditioned reality that we've experienced for thousands of years of that's just how the world is or that's just how things are. That's just who I am. Life's hard. Work sucks. Um, You know, men or women always do this or they always fail me in this way. That kind of stuck scrambling in the dark, just struggling, struggle bus for no reason. Mm-hmm. That's that that resistance that is not propelling you on your path, right? Um, so there's always going to be challenges. Like you said, I love the kayak analogy because it's like you still have to steer yeah. your kayak. You still have to decide like, oh, am I going down this bend or that bend? Am I going to like crash into these rocks over here? Or am I going to turn the nose of my freaking... Kayak, and
0: right? even even if you're downstream, like on course, has a storm come up, right? Is there wind that's blowing in a crazy direction and you have to just kind of like get through that thing? Um, there's always going to be those moments. Yeah. I was going to ask you, like, can you think of times in your life where you were facing a lesson or a challenge, but It was an out of alignment situation. Like, I can think of so many like past jobs that I've had that like this really difficult thing came up and I had to put in all of this effort and energy. But then in the end, after doing it, like I didn't necessarily feel like that brought me meaning. I didn't necessarily feel like accomplished. I still felt this sense of like I put in all of this effort and I accomplished it, but I still feel hollow or bitter. Like, I don't really feel like this was something that added a new level to my personal existence or life.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm curious what, if there's one that comes up for you, because I'm like, I have an undefined head. So when you ask me that,
0: I'm like, I don't know. I've never lived until this moment. (laughs) I (laughs) can't think of a single memory. Well, yeah. And I mean, also just like, I can think of times where, you know, you've, Entered into like working projects or relationships or things like that with a person that you didn't use your strategy and authority. Like, I've said yes to like helping someone's like big project. Like, I can think of this time that I was helping someone with a fundraiser. And like, I only said yes because I felt bad and I felt like I should and I wasn't doing anything else. And it was like all of this effort and all of this work. And like, every single step along the way felt difficult. Like, the communication between me and the other like team members felt difficult. I felt like no matter how much intention I put in, there was still like problems that were popping up or like, it just felt like a complete shit show. And I put in all of this effort and work and it just felt like, oh my God, like pushing this boulder uphill. And then you get to the end and like, it was successful and everything was okay. But like, you just leave. I just left feeling like bitter AF and not like we did it. Like that was so amazing. Like we came together as a group. Whereas I can think of other places where we've done a big project like that, but I did follow my strategy and authority. And it's like, when that uh, challenging communication came up, I really faced it and i tried to make clarity and tried to really understand people. And then we found this resolve that just resonated in my being. And it felt like that type of, challenging communication, like it worked. And I learned something that I really like take with me and feel proud about the way we were able to find that resolve. And then those challenges come and it's like, okay, let's come together as a team. And like you leave feeling for me, since I'm a projector, successful instead of bitter, even though like the Feeling of accomplishment was still there in both scenarios. The feeling of uh, facing those challenges and getting through them was there in both scenarios. It's like one I was literally left with my not self, and one I was left with my self theme.
1: Yeah, exactly. I feel that ever since finding out about human design and utilizing the information, the level of awareness that it has brought to my life, it makes that. Part feel ease. You know, having awareness and going into a challenging situation and having awareness of myself and sensing, oh, I'm picking up on this from someone else, or oh, this actually isn't in alignment for me. This is not who I am. And choosing to let that self awareness be the intel for my next step forward has resolved so much of that that spinning uh, turmoil, not self. Because all of the examples that come to mind as you're sharing are from before I knew about human design and had that that level of awareness to to not say, oh, this is all my external circumstances, but to instead take my power back and and say, you know, this just isn't right for me. One big situation comes to mind when I was working my old job, I had to plan this big, huge... Trip retreat thing in London and in the UK for all of these major, like millionaire people. And I was getting a lot of recognition at the time in my job for being the person that can basically do a bunch of things that I'm not. And it felt good to get that recognition, but I didn't have the awareness of, oh, I'm getting recognition for the things that I'm doing versus the insight that I have. And for I'm getting recognition for things that I'm not versus the things that I am. And I didn't have that awareness. So I went into this whole experience and it was one of the most challenging work experiences of my life because... You know, I went to London to fine tune out the whole itinerary and meet with the event planners and go through everything on my own. And that was great. But then when I actually went on the trip, there was a lot that happened. And that was really not in alignment. You know, things that were could be considered harassment, things that felt abusive in the sense of Being undervalued and being taken advantage of, and being even asked to leave at the last day because my presence was not wanted because of some of the harassment things that happened. So, it that experience, and I mean, I can't, I could tell this story for like two hours. I'm not going to get into all the details, but that is one experience that I left that so shaken like my eye I got like a sty in my eye or not a sty, a burst blood vessel and then wow. you know Brian met up with me and we went to Paris afterwards and that was an amazing time with Brian but in all the pictures you know I have this red dot in my eye because I got it from trying not to cry on this like work trip and I left that experience went to Paris with Brian and I the first thing I said to Brian was I have to quit my job Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know who I am. I don't know what I want in life. But I know that whatever the fuck that was, was not my life. Yeah, And it had to be shown to me in such a brutally raw, like, you know, ended the trip, like, like, alone in Oxford, trying to figure out how to get back to my hotel in London with a dead phone because... They'd been messaging me all day and like literally being trapped and alone is what it felt like. And leaving that experience feeling like, I have to figure this shit out because this is not it. And I feel like the fear side is... Feeling like this is just how things are. I could have done this, or they could have done that, or this was a bad situation because of A, B, C, and D. And if I had the awareness of human design at that point, I feel as though I would have this awareness of, oh... This is not in alignment for me because of who I am, and because of what my or I'm amplifying these emotions here, or I'm not feeling like I have the proper recognition for my wisdom here. So, anyways, that was all over the place because that's how my G Center works. But <laughs> no, yeah, I do. It is that sense of a lack of sense of self, and that can turn into just downward spiraling or or sw- trying to paddle that kayak upstream and force things to work and for me it ended up crashing into you know off a waterfall yeah. <laughs> um but then but then coming back to the bottom and realizing like okay let's find a new way and that's when human design came into my life and that level of awareness allowed me to then find my own course and swim in a direction that really was for me and each step each paddle led along the way of okay this is a deeper breadcrumb of who I am what I want where I'm going and yes it's scary no I don't know what I want or what I'm going to do next or how I'm going to make money but I have this sense of this is right for me and
0: this sense of every step will be illuminated as I get there. Mm-hmm. I really think that that story is so powerful because it's such a like intense moment in your life that ended up being such a catalyst. like you really had to make a change after that and everything became so clear. But I think for so many of us, thinking about jobs that we've had um, and that we've had to end, also maybe like relationships that we've had, that we've had to end, this is a really good example of how doing something that's easier in the long run is not easier. So like what I mean by that is like quitting your job is not easy, right? Like you have to figure out a lot of shit, you have to have really confronting conversations, you have to face the unknown, you have to start from ground zero. Maybe you this is the only thing that you've been doing for the last 20 years and you're, you know, having to face a lot of things. So it's actually can seem easier in those moments to not quit that job and to not have those conversations and to not have to start over from scratch and go into the unknown. But when you choose that easy path of not confronting those things and not making those changes in the long run, it ends, to, it ends up being way more struggle, way more not self and not in a way that's meaningful. It ends up really kind of like deteriorating your health and driving you to be someone that you're not. So that is the opposite of a path of ease, right? So it's really, I think it's so interesting how these concepts we're talking about automatically have these polarities. Like the easy way is not the way with ease and the way of ease is not always going to be easy. It's going to have challenges and depth and growth and evolution. And the more that we can get comfortable with that polarity being the thing that really creates evolution and growth in our life without it being something that helps us or that makes us challenge ourselves and doubt ourselves. It's like, it goes back kind of to that inner confidence, that facing things like that's always going to be the path, even facing your own design, right? Like really asking those questions. And I think that the reason that when challenges come up, we automatically tend to question ourselves or doubt ourselves is because it's a good thing when a challenge comes up to say, Is this something that I've made difficult? Is there something that I'm doing that's off or that's not right for me? That's a really good question to ask. But the healthy question there is looking at it with this level of awareness. The unhealthy question there is saying, you know, did I do everything wrong? Am I not good enough? Like, is this, you know, the fact that this didn't work out right away, is that a signpost to me that it's never going to work out down the future? So all of these questions are really nuanced, right? It's all about kind of like the balance between and being open and receptive to kind of both sides of every situation
1: yeah and having that that awareness of self and like self love too and to not just choose the easy route but to make that change and trust yourself that helps you release Conditioning as well, because you know, I could have easily from that experience said, I'm never going to plan another event again, it's just too risky. There's too many factors at play, there's too many different personalities and people, like it could be a disaster. Instead, through using my strategy and authority, like we just had the most incredible trip and retreat and experience ever where literally not a single thing went wrong in January with with Costa Rica. And so it's like not letting your past experiences dictate your future experiences. That's a part of it. But also there's always that saying, you know, everything happens for a reason. And that is true. But also knowing that once you have awareness of self if you choose to turn that off and make decisions out of fear, then it's things happening that necessarily didn't have to happen for a reason. Versus once you have that awareness of self and you choose to make decisions out of self-love versus out of fear using your strategy and authority, there might be challenges that come up and they are happening for a reason that propel you on your path, but it's not this same cycle, abusive pattern repeating itself in your life because you're not growing out of it. You're not expanding out of it. So I was talking about in our bestie ceremony, I talked a little bit about how your mind wants to problem solve, and it wants to blame, and it wants to name something. When you have resistance, it wants to say, oh, this was wrong. This was right. This was bad. This was good. And your body is not labeling things in that way. Your body is feeling that resistance and it wants to stretch through it and move through it. Use it as a a, a starting point or springboard to launch off of and to expand through. And so, you know, if you haven't heard of our besties group, by the way, it's freaking so fun and popping off and we love connecting with everyone in there. And if you uh, purchase our book, pre-order our book, you get your free mo- your first month free. So um, we really encourage you to check that out if you haven't already, because it's been honestly a delight of our soul to get to connect with everyone in that way. But back to this topic, I really do think that human design just solves so many issues and it makes that ease, but challenges will still come up. So what does that look like? I guess we should get into now that you're in, you know, when you're in a space of self-awareness and a challenge comes up, like why, and what does that really look like moving forward? Like, do you have any examples of that happening since we've discovered human design?
0: Well, I think something that people ask a lot is like, okay, if I follow my strategy and authority and it leads me to creating something, but then that thing ends up actually not being what I want to do. And I have to go on to the next thing. That's happened a lot with us in Day Luna. Like, you know, there's been moments where it's like, okay, we really want to create this thing and we use our strategy and authority and then we try it and we're like, actually, never mind. At this point, I'm feeling like it just doesn't feel right or I've lost momentum or now something has shifted within me where I no longer want to create that thing. And so there's always going to be small moments where it's like, your strategy and authority led you to something and you try it and then for whatever reason, it doesn't end up being the thing that you thought it was. But if you followed your strategy and authority, you know that that action or that starting of creating something is bringing you in the right direction towards the next thing. So I think that is a really important story to hear. I think that people can kind of have a lot of expectations of like, okay, I'm doing this process. I'm following my strategy and authority. The first thing that I I do is going to be the big thing and I'm going to be done for the rest of my life. And the truth is that our path is always meant to be a journey. There really is no final point. And I think for so many of us, when we're creating something new, it's like, okay, I'm going to create that one offering. I'm going to create that one business. And then that's going to be it for me. Like I'm just going to be done. I'm just going to be doing that for the rest of my life. And that's really not how it works anyways. So if we can bring a feeling of exploration and curiosity to the things we do, without attachment without holding on to that thing and thinking that it needs to be the end result that can be so helpful in the in this journey of really creating your path and living your highest path and i think for me not being attached to the things that we create but being brave enough to try new things and create new things and and being present along the way to really check in of like is this something that lands and that sticks and that i want to continue doing or was this something that I was meant to try because it brought me further down my path. But then I feel it's time to let that go. So before we started Day Luna, when we were on our, just our journey of living our designs and experimenting and really starting to use our energy more correctly, there was a couple different ideas of like, maybe we should start doing this thing and perform here. Maybe we should create this event space where we can teach classes. And we kind of played and, and followed our strategy and authority enough to go down that journey. And then when those things didn't work out, it was like no problem because it brought this fresh energy of rising to the next the next place. And when we found Dayluna, we had literally zero expectation of how it would work out. It was like, literally like, we're just creating this because we know it's what fascinates us. We know it's what brings us joy. We know that we're following our strategy and authority in this. We know that we're answering this great call. And if we can bring that feeling of non- expectation but bravery to everything that we create. I think it just feels so much easier to navigate that and to know, to allow that to be part of your view is like, things are not going to be perfect the first time. Sometimes we need to move a little bit and try a little bit and just practice operating in this new way in a few different situations and a few different iterations of that before we kind of hit that final landing place. So I think that that can be really helpful and just embracing that, having patience, embracing the flow of timing, and also knowing that going back to everything happens for a reason, you might not see in this present moment why you have these little mini stopping off points that don't end up working out. But later on, you will see how that really benefited you and brought you closer to your path in that way. Yeah, it reminds me of
1: someone asked us in a DM, you know i used my strategy and authority and it had me invest in this uh like bitcoin thing and it was a hell yes in my body and then i did it and it really didn't work out and i lost money and like why like did my did my authority betray me and the mind once again wants to jump in and be like that was a mistake that was bad this company or this thing was bad or this was good. And instead, if you can, can meet that moment and say like, okay, this did not work out. What did I learn here? And what did that teach me? Maybe that taught you, you know, something that you can teach other people that... You know, people come to this thing and they don't know what to expect and this is what you've learned in this process and how other people can now not make the same mistakes that you've made. There's a million different things that you can get out of any situation that you can use as entail moving forward. And that is your mind creating that intel, right? But then, and and learning those lessons, but then it's, okay, what's the next aligned action? Like what's in front of me and what feels good in this present moment to move forward? So presence is such a big part of it. Meeting your challenges with presence and then listening to your body or your authority in that present moment, that's really the work I put in quotes because it's all about meeting the moment where you're at. It's not about judging the moment or wishing the moment wasn't there. You know, there's been so many challenging things that have happened since starting Daylina, mm-hmm. You know, losing my father and hiring people that didn't work out or, you know, investing a lot of money in something. And really, that's not what served our business or it's not what served us as individuals or creating a certain schedule that felt right at the time, but then realizing like, actually, that's not supporting what we really want. It's like this meeting that with presence and then letting that help you fine tune what it is that you really want, what it is that your truth really is. And like you said, you know, we say this all the time in readings, you're not going to reach a, Certain point and be like, cool, made it, I'm done. You're gonna be like, what's up here? What do what what do I want to explore, or create, or talk about or share from this space, this new level of being and awareness? And there's major things in our life where we think like, I, whether it's once I buy that house or once I have kids, I'm done. Like then now that's what I'm doing forever. Um, once I start this business, like that's my main thing forever and ever. And It really is not like that. It's this shifting, growing, expansive, evolving energy that you meet with presence.
0: It's interesting as you're talking, like I'm hearing this theme of the difference between empowerment to navigate your life versus control and having complete control over every single thing that happens and knowing the end result. Like We are, our goal is not to control our life, right? Because that's impossible. It's only going to ever lead to um, not self, right? Because the mind is really the one that's wanting to control the narrative. And when you're following your strategy and authority, you have this sense of, I want to say the word control, like you feel in control of your life because you know how to steer, you know how to control your equipment and operate your equipment. And you know when your equipment needs a break you know, what I'm talking about like your energetic vehicle. So it's this form of empowerment that is really beautiful, but it's still leaving in the space for life all around you, right? Like you're not the only person who's here in life, life is collaborative. So even though we are here to create our highest path, we're really here to co-create and we have to leave space to always meet everything that comes from other people and other angles along the way. So I think that's something that can be like, I wanted to share some tips that can really help you know for sure you're on the path of ease instead of trying to choose the path of easy or comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I think that a great tip is always being extremely present when you are using your authority on something that feels important to you. So the reason I say this is because When we do meet that challenge later down the road, a big tendency is like, wait, this is hard. Did I use my authority? Am I on the right path? And later on the road, it's really difficult to remember back of like, did I actually use this process correctly? Unless you were extremely present in that process. So something that's been so helpful for me is when a big decision comes, instead of thinking about, will this work out? And are there any potential risks that I'm taking to just really release all of that? And to instead put all of my focus and all of my intention into my process of giving myself time to make sure I'm neutral and feeling into my body and answering this question of, will this make me happy since I do have emotional authority? And when I do that process with complete presence. And I know for certain that I really was neutral, that I really did feel in my body, not my mind, that I really did feel the kind of energetics of the way that my authority works. I make a mental note of like, okay, whatever happens, I know with 100% clarity that I used my authority. And that means that if a challenging moment comes up in the future, I can trust that this challenge is meant for me this challenge is mine to navigate. This challenge is a lesson that I came here to learn and that will help me evolve and grow in the direction I'm meant to. So you kind of can combat that self-doubt and build that self-confidence through just really, really being clear about your authority. And of course, it takes time to uh, navigate life with our authority and to really perfect that process. But going on that um, endeavor of really being present with your authority is some of, I think, maybe the most helpful thing to really help us navigate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, if you don't use your authority, if you didn't use your authority on something, you can always use your authority in that new moment to make a new decision. So there can be this fear of, did I make a mistake? And really knowing, okay, you know what? I didn't, I let my mind run the ship. I let fear run where I was going. And now in this moment, let me recenter, really get present, really use my authority to navigate through it and past it and take all those lessons along the way. It's definitely not about being perfect. It's not about holding yourself with your mind to some level or with your ego to some level. It's really about presence, tuning into your body. Can you listen? If not, then you know that you you know how to get out of it. I love how you said you know how to steer mm-hmm. with your authority and that really that really is it. And I'm actually really grateful for the challenges that come. I'm grateful for resistance that I feel in my body because it is like in the small moments. I'm really grateful for it because it's it's such good, powerful intel of like something to work with and something to navigate through and feel. It's like getting clay right? And then getting to choose how you're going to mold it into whatever, right? Into something useful or something meaningful. And the challenges that come up that are bigger than like the small moments of resistance, really, there's so much love and joy and expansion to be found there through honoring yourself and... Knowing that you've had your own back and that you didn't betray yourself in some way because you were afraid and acknowledging your fear, feeling your fear, and then choosing to move past it, there there it builds this, it's like this opportunity for more self-love to come into your life. Every challenge is an opportunity for
0: more self-love to come into your life. Yeah. And it's powerful. Yeah. You know, in the spiritual community, people call a challenge an up-level. And when I first Mm. heard that, um, I have to be honest from a place of bitterness, I felt like that's just a euphemism. Like you're just calling the challenge, the up level. So you can trick yourself into like wanting to have it. And over time I started to really check in with that bitterness and start to shift my perspective on how can I see this challenge as an up level? Is that true? Do I actually feel like I rise? I go, I level up after going through a challenge and through checking in and really like meeting that with presence, I started to prove to myself that every time a big challenge happened in my life, that was correct for me, that was right for me. And I navigated it. I literally felt a new level of consciousness come into my life. I literally felt stronger or, you know, clear, or in some way I felt higher, right? A higher level of myself after that. So I think that seeing those challenges when they are on your aligned path as an up-level is such a beautiful way to really navigate those things and to know that they are a gift for us, happening for us, not happening to us. And, you know, it reminds me of building strength as far as like physicality and working out. You don't get stronger from only doing things that are easy you get stronger from doing things that are harder and pushing yourself a little bit. But when you push yourself too hard and you make things too hard, that breaks your strength. So once again, it's kind of like all about that theme of balance and kind of like accepting the polarities in those. But all of this is going to feel so much more like it's adding to your life when it is on that path of of alignment versus misalignment. And I think the last tip that I wanna offer people is, With human design, like, you know, Shana, you were talking about knowing all of these different things about your design and having awareness in all of these different realms. That multifaceted awareness is something that helps you so much. But I think for the average person, that can feel a little bit intimidating. Like there's so many facets of human design that I have to remember. Am I doing it all? Am I doing it all right? Like, am I in alignment or not? I'm a projector, but I am working a nine to five job. Does that mean I'm misaligned? People ask us those kind of like black and white questions a lot. And I think an amazing tip, an amazing takeaway is you are empowered to know whether you are in alignment or not in this present moment instantly by checking in with yourself and not self theme So with this kind of conversation of even when we are on the path of ease, on the path of personal alignment, coming up against challenges and needing to put in effort at some moments, how do I know if this effort that I'm putting in is aligned for me or not? If you're a projector then putting in that effort will feel like you are building success, right? It's like, yes, I am dedicated to this. I'm putting my intention in. Maybe I'm working a little bit harder than I normally am, but I have this internal feeling of building success while I am exerting this effort versus I am putting in all of this effort and I just feel like I'm building bitterness within me. That is the instant Telltale sign of like, okay, yes, this is an aligned challenge for me or an aligned way to put in this effort or not. And of course, with all of the different types, If you're a generator or a manifesting generator, if you feel like putting in this effort is building satisfaction, like you are getting closer to chipping away, finishing this thing, and it really feels like that internal fulfillment as you are exerting effort, you know that this challenge is aligned for you. Versus if you feel like you're building frustration, like you're working on this and you're putting in all this effort and inside your body, you're just feeling this stuck feeling, um, this bottling up this frustration, you know, that this challenge is not really on your aligned path for a manifester. When you feel like you're exerting effort, but you're building a sense of peace, you're making it easier for yourself. You're really in alignment with what you wanted and you're accomplishing that. And it feels like this. Um, even though you're exerting effort, you're getting to do it in the way that really brings you peace. And that feels correct for you. You know, that that challenge is in alignment for you. Versus if you feel like it's building anger, like everything is kind of going wrong and you feel like you're not able to do it in your own way, even though you're exerting so much effort, you know that it's misaligned for you. And then lastly, for a Reflector, every new effort that you put into it, if you feel like it's bringing this delightful, like new level of experiencing and as you're building it along the way, you're getting to experience that unraveling, that really feels like, um, it's bringing that delight and surprise into your life. You know, it's aligned for you versus if you just feel disappointed, like no matter how much you're working, it's never ending up to be what you thought it was going to be, or you have a lot of expectations and attachment uh, connected to whatever you're building, you know, that it's misaligned. So just checking in with those themes is the way that you can be your own authority. In navigating this. And once again, that's going to help you really know that you're on either the right path, but just meeting a challenge that's meant for you or on the wrong path, meeting a challenge that's not going to bring meaning to your life.
1: Yes. And I love that. That's such a great quick way to check in and listen to your body, meet it with that that presence and awareness. And I do just want to say that when a challenge does come up, it can bring forth a lot of emotions, a lot of fear. It can... Instantly bring forth some not self. And I just want to say give yourself permission to feel what you're feeling for a bit before moving forward. Like, have a poor baby moment or a poor baby day where it's like, this fucking sucks. Or I'm pissed that this happened. Or, you know, why? Why me? That kind of like reactionary emotion allow yourself to have that, like, you know what, I just need to have a poor baby moment. And sometimes I'll tell my husband, like, I don't want you to fix this or help me through it. Like, I already know what it is I need to do. I know that I'm in my not self right now. I just need you to give me a hug and say, poor baby, that's it. (laughs) And he does. He's like, okay, cool, cool, poor baby, poor baby moment. And I think it's important to feel it because if we, if we, start to feel it, and then we feel like, oh, shit, I'm in my not-self, or I'm, you know, this challenge is hard, but I have to figure out navigating it right now, we can bypass a lot of what the lesson was or a lot of the meaning there. So I just wanted to kind of weave in, like, let yourself feel the resistance for a second and really feel what that feels like in your body. What does it feel like in your body to be be better or to be angry or to be disappointed? What does it feel like in your body to, you know, have that pain or that like crushing feeling of like, why me? Really let yourself feel that because that is amazing until as you expand, as you rise through with that presence and awareness of self and choosing more self-love there that helps propel you forward because you have felt the depth of what this lesson is is showing you in this moment. So and then of course, you know, every new day is going to be a new moment, so you might realize another like layer of this challenge and let yourself feel that. It's not that you're going to feel it once and then be like, "Boom, I know what to do. I'm going to figure it out." A lot of times with quitting a job, for example, it's so it's a long process. It's not something that it's like, "Oh, cool I know that that thing's wrong for me I'm gonna quit my job tomorrow and like figure it out it's a whole process but meeting the process day by day moment by moment with that presence and getting really clear on who am i what what is my not self what does my not self feel like what does my self theme feel like and what is my authority like those would be the the main things i would say focus on if you're in a challenge would be really get clear on your self-theme and your not-self-theme, really get clear on your authority and really start paying attention to what your body is feeling inside your body, emotionally or spiritually or anything, any resistance in your body, feel it. So that way you can navigate through it. So this was a big topic, apparently. Because I thought this was going to be a short episode, but it's not.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I love it. And I, I think that these conversations, you know, as we all navigate our life coming back to these moments of like really reminding ourselves of the foundational things of our journey i think it can be really supportive because life is not necessarily easy in this space that we're in right now with our economy and our jobs and the changes that we're having in our structures so being really up for the challenge when you're confident that it's your challenge that's right for you is so beautiful and so profound so Thank you all for tuning in with us and sharing in this conversation and doing the work to really show up as your best self as you navigate. We really love and appreciate knowing that we can share in this experience with you all that are listening and that you're also navigating the same thing as us in your own journey. It's just so beautiful to have that shared experience.
1: Yeah. And we all chose to incarnate in this time with this chaos, with this, overwhelm of information and choosing to navigate this experience right now with consciousness, with self-love, with expansion and joy. Um, So we love you all. You know where you can find more information. I do want to say, because I don't think that we've talked about it much on the podcast, that we wrote a book um called your human design and it's available for pre-order. It's going to be on shelves in January, but the reason why you want to pre-order is because you get incredible perks when you do. Um you get entered to win free tuition for our human design reader training and we're selecting two winners one in September or so you would want to enter before that. And then I think again in October, and then you also get a free month of your human design besties, which is a place where you get to connect with other human design nerds and learn with us all together. (laughs) There's a ton of mini courses, there's transit calendars in there. It's a really cool space. And then you also get like an ebook with crystals and meditations based on your type. There's a lot of awesome goodies that you get by pre-ordering that you won't get come January when it's available. So you can check out more information for that on our website, which is daylunalife.com. And it's so important if you did pre-order or you're planning to, to make sure that you do go to our website because there's a pre-order form at the bottom of our book page that you fill out and put in all of your information. So that way you get all of those perks sent your way. So check that out there and yeah, you can connect with us on Instagram at Luna on our website and we love you all. We're so excited for this rising that we're all in and yash, it's freaking hard and overwhelming, but we're all here together and these challenges are met with a sense of ease versus fear and choosing more self-love. So we love you. We love ourselves. And
0: we, we, love we birds. wish you a
1: beautiful. We love birds. <laughs> we fucking do love birds. We really do.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we wish you a beautiful rest of your week.